Welcome into another episode of Armchair GMs. I'm alongside Jordan and Adam here today. And I don't know about you guys, I am excited for week two of the NFL. Week one was a banger. I think we're in for another good week. How are we feeling, boys? Pretty good today, old old Tommy boy. So much, so much better. We got a we we got a decent Thursday night game finally. Better than any one of them last year, probably. Bad facts. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say I was really bored until Addison's touchdown. I'm not gonna lie, because <laughs> I was like, I mean. Philly, yeah, they had some offense, but then, like, they're not scoring at first. So, I was like, I just want some touchdowns. Yeah, first then, half. Second half was so much better than the first half. Christian Parasol missed, and, and Kirk Cousins didn't have anyone protecting his blind side. You know, I was getting out of class Thursday, and I got a call on my cell phone, and it was the Vikings. And they're like, hey, you you, you might need to suit up tonight. Like, we, we need a left tackle. And I was like, man, I haven't played left tackle in years, you know? So, but it's good to know that I'm still on the list. You do have experience. I mean, you've, you've been left tackle for some star-studded college quarterbacks, I'll tell you that. But, uh, uh, I mean, this was an entertaining game. This was the first Amazon Prime game of the year. Did you guys watch in the Prime Vision for this one? I did not. I watched on Twitch. Oh, I I watched on Prime Video. I what is Prime Vision? It's like, um, so it's a different camera angle. It's like watching film. So like the camera oh, angle is like higher. Twenty two. Okay. Yeah, and that. But um, I thought it was cool because they'd show different routes like of every receiver, and it would highlight the open receiver and if the quarterback throws to him or not. So people are getting yeah, called out now. Cool. Yeah. If, if you're not hitting the check, Man, it's going to show. Don't put that on a Falcons game. Yeah. Do not. Not good for Getty <laughs> and, and Justin Fields. Not looking good for those two. No, we'll, we'll get into that. I know you had some feelings about uh after watching the Bears offense. But yeah, um I guess you'd call it that. Yeah. But uh we'll uh we'll start with the Thursday night game that happened last night. Philly ends up taking this one 34 to 28 and it ended up being a closer game than I thought it was going to be after um Eagles kind of ran away with it for a little bit. Um watching this, you know, Vikings kind of beat themselves. They turned the ball over. Uh couple times they just could not stop the run whatsoever I mean you would have figured by the 10th run play in a row that they it was going to be run they didn't pick up on it uh Philly I thought they looked solid but I didn't think they looked great I think at times they look good but I still think they're kind of just on cruise control I don't know what you guys think about this game um, just like Monday night, one player lost the Vikings the game, just like Josh Allen lost the Bills the game. Uh, Alexander Madsen's horrible at football. Um, I don't know why T- Ty Chandler doesn't get more opportunities to get the ball. I mean, Alexander Madsen, what does he do? Like, I'm asking you two, but as a community, as a, as a people, what does Alexander Madsen do for us? What value does he create? He's not a good fantasy running back, and he's not a good actual running back. So why does anyone care? I think you're right. I mean, I think the only thing he's good at in the NFL is looking like Delvin Cook. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> I don't. I don't think Hell anything other than that. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Adam, what'd you think? Um, I mean, I I think I don't know. He's he does still have potential with that team just because they almost they. 
I don't know who they would go and get. Like, is the one like they kind of need him to turn around, but also like giving Tyson Chandler more touches because you know you can't it can't get much worse. Or it is Tyson, right? Um, or Ty, but yeah, like, Ty. Um, yeah, I don't know. They've got to figure that out because, like, I mean, Kirk, they he had a great game. He's had a great two games for them to be zero and two. Uh, so yeah, just just tough for the, the Vikings there. Um, the Eagles though, first half didn't really like play calling was weird. Uh, before they got on that long drive with like the ten runs, which that was still a weird play calling drive. That um, like their QB runs were horrible, not going anywhere, like poorly timed. I don't know. They still, like you said, cruise control. I think was a good analogy for that. Yeah, I'm glad you brought uh, up Phil. Oh, go ahead, Jordan. Now, I was going to say, uh, to add on to his point about Philly, I think that they there's a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover on that team still. Um, I think defensively, a lot of the rookies are kind of, you know, the second-year players are kind of working themselves into the system, being prominent players this year. As we've discussed so much on the podcast, they kind of backfilled all of their roles. But Brian Johnson, the new OC, he must be looking at a foreign language when he looks at Shane Sykin's play calling sheet because I don't know how we went from this offense being what it was last year to being what it was this year. Not to say that Brian Johnson's not a good play caller. I mean, he's only been doing it for two weeks for Philly, so I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But I feel like it was all there. You know, the the keys to the city were given to you. This is what Jalen Hurts likes to do. This is what he's really good at. And Jalen Hurts looked miserable in the first half. Like, I mean, he... Even at his final stat line, 18 for 23, 193 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. I mean, the two most impressive plays that he made, other than the two throws to Devontae Smith, were, I mean, two tush pushes into the end zone. So, I I mean. Yeah, I mean, first off, give justice to DeAndre Swift and let him just score the ball three times. Uh, Jalen Hurts is just he's stealing the spotlight on the one-yard line. But, um. You know, you brought up um, offensive coordinating for Philly. I think the big thing from these these two games is you can tell that the offensive coordinator, coordinator and defensive coordinator, it's going to take some time to get in a groove. I mean, last year, I think they had one of the best coaching staffs in all football, and it showed. I think they coached them up really well. They had really good game plans, and I just don't think it's there yet. I think you kind of saw that, too. With You know, A.J. Brown was a little upset on the sideline. He got into it with Hurts. You know, he wants the ball more. Uh, it's just you got to get the playmakers the ball. But on the other hand, I do think, you know, at the time he was complaining, they were, they were up two scores. So it's like, what are you complaining about? The The game plan well, is it's, working it's, to a T. I think it's more like you saw him last year. They'd come out up 20 in the third quarter yeah. in the first play. They'd go play action and throw like a 50-yard bomb. So I think it's it's more of the aggressive aggressiveness in the play calling, and when you do get those plays and those shot opportunities, AJ Brown is just saying, "Hey, you know, I'm I'm still him, like I'm yeah. still that guy, like trust me." And I think that's more what it was. I don't really think they're not on the same page. I mean, the season they had last year, you know, they know what each other can do, and I think they know that that bond that they have is is unbreakable, and that they'll be great later in the season. But Philly, I mean, I respect the play calling. I mean, DeAndre Swift had a hell of a game, career game. And to figure out if he was good or not, this was a great play-calling session for that. I mean, they just kept running him and running him. He kept being efficient, but it didn't look as dynamic as it did last year. Yeah, I mean, 
Uh, DeAndre Swift, I thought the breakout game was going to be last week. I thought they were going to give him a lot of touches, too. They end up going to Kenneth Gainwell, and then he's out for this game. Um, I think he's going to be really well in the system. I think he'll fit in well with Jalen Hurts. I think, you know, he was solid in Detroit. It just didn't go his way. A little bit of clash with personnel. But um, I think he, he found a role there, and it showed last night. If they can do that, not every game giving him, what was it, like 27 carries? Yeah, he had 28, yeah. and then I think, he, I think he had like 31 yeah. total touches. I mean, that's a recipe for disaster with DeAndre Swift. <laughs> You're not wrong. Dang, but, what are um, you saying? He hasn't shown that he can stay healthy. Yeah, no, I know. I know. Um, Adam, I thought you brought up a great point with uh, Kirk Cousins not having a bad game because it was a primetime game. And we're usually seeing Kirk Cousins, you know, kind of just – throw for 150 yards every Thursday, Monday night, Sunday night game. Uh, I mean, he was playing really well. Him and Justin Jefferson, I mean, they connected almost all night. Um, I'm sure you guys have seen the stat now. Justin Jefferson has more receiving yards than all the Bears franchise. I mean, here, it's it's kind of crazy. Um, that was a big concern coming in this game for me, was how Justin Jefferson was going to do on Slay, because the last year... You know, he kind of got shut down, and he he lived up to the potential that he's known for against Slay. He had a really big night. I don't know. What did you guys see from the Vikings offense? It's just, I mean, it is specifically Justin Jefferson. He's turning into Julio 2.0. I mean, this guy, 20 to 20, feed him, feed him, feed him, target after target after target. He'll get eight catches to 11 catches for 150 yards, no touchdowns. Where are the touchdowns? Everybody else gets touchdowns, but... Justin Jefferson, uh, you know, it's just, it, it's very annoying, but that's more of a, you know, fantasy football concern. But I mean, Justin Jefferson is, he's easily the best receiver in the NFL. He continues to show it week in and week out. The rest of the offense, I think it's pretty obvious that Jordan Addison is much better than KJ Osborne. Um, I don't think we need to see KJ Osborne in two wide receiver sets anymore. I think we can just go ahead and let that go. TJ Hawkinson showed up, showed that he's worth 18 million, I guess. I mean, seven for 66, like a 300 yard game for a tight end. Um, he had, I mean, dis- he, he he had crucial catches at least. Yes. Like, I know they had a big fourth down catch and then a couple touchdown. The only I don't the know only about the price tag still, but the only disappointment is Alexander Matson, and he, you know, people were coming after him on Twitter for the fantasy football performance, and that's just clown activity, you know, right? Like he's a human, and you know, he he obviously wants to have better games. No one wants to play bad, but it was not a good game for him, and. uh the first two games really haven't been that great. He's getting like three yards per touch, so he really needs to pick it up. So if they can get the run game going, I think this this offense has a chance to be really explosive. I mean, Kirk Cousins is balling. Yeah, and their line their lines, I mean, doing decent, like better than I expected. I think Kirk only had like he had under twenty dropbacks, I think, yesterday. Um, and which speaking of lines. The Eagles line is ridiculous because if Swift, like, that's why they're going to be so dangerous because if Swift has this capability, they can try and use that and then, I mean, play action, you know, it's over. It's just, yeah. Yeah, I'm um, I'm glad you brought up uh, Kirk because he honestly has a good chance of leading the NFL in passing yards after the first two weeks. I mean, if if Tua goes for another 400, maybe not, but. I thought he's played really well. It's kind of 
he's been very consistent. You know, he's making the throws he needs to. He's making good throws. I know he blamed himself for that Justin Jefferson throw where he fumbled the ball and saying he should have let him more. I thought that was a great pass. He was getting pressured. He he put it right where he needed it to be, I thought. Um, I will say, uh, just with the Vikings, these, these past two games, they kind of just beat themselves. You know, Tampa, they had a really good shot to win, and they just turned the ball over. And I think, you know, this game, like I said earlier, they had the Jefferson turnover, you know, it falls out into the end zone, but also the Kirk Cousins fumble on the sack. I mean, it got him right inside the seven. So I, I know they're 0-2, but it's not from, in my opinion, from then getting dominated the whole game. You know, they're in these games well, till the end. Defensively. Yeah, I mean, but it's because of, yeah. of the offense. Like, yeah. I mean, let's, there's really not a lot of credit to be given to the defense. I mean, if you let a team run the ball six, seven straight times, and it's nothing exotic, you know, they're not, there's no they're misdirection. They're just running up the middle. They, yes, they basically. are literally just running up the middle, and they are moving you, and they're popping five, six yards a carry. Boston Scott's coming in. He's averaging eight yards a carry. It's a problem, and they're going to have to figure that out because – they can be horrible like last year and make the playoffs like we saw that. Yeah. But if they're going to beat like this, they'll never be able to play in games. Like, even though this the, the box score is close, I mean, the time of possession difference was insane. And they, they do have another tough test uh, next week. They're, they're against the Chargers, and I believe this one is at home. Um, but we saw what the Chargers did on the ground last week. I mean, they tore it up with Eckler and Kelly both on the ground. I thought it looked a little bit more better than the past game. This could be another problem week three. Is there a good chance they start out 0-3 this season, you think, then? I could absolutely see it. And if that happens, if I'm the Jets or if I'm any other contender that kind of needs a quarterback, I'd be getting on the phone with the Vikings. It's very hard to make the playoffs at 0-3. Um, the NFC is kind of weak, but there's only so many spots that you can you know, you know can get. Adam, what you think? Yeah, um, no, what Jordan brought up is very true. Like, uh, I think the Jets probably are already trying to, like, well, they can't say anything right now, I don't think. But with the Chargers, especially, like, they, they coming off of last year was a little weak, and they, they came out and impressed uh, first week. They, like, looked better. And we'll see how it goes this week. But if they continue to perform like this, the Vikings could easily be 0-3 next week. Uh, I do like the point, you know, uh, the Jets talking about Kirk Cousins because that is a rumor right now. Is they are, if they're they definitely not going to move forward Zach Wilson, but they are they are going to have to give him a shot. I feel like at least for next week or two. But yeah, Kirk's on the contract year. You know, maybe you go out get him as a rental. Maybe if he wants to resign, I definitely could see that. And for Minnesota, like you said, if you're zero three, ch- chances are. You might want to go into rebuild. You might want to get your guy at quarterback. You know, the personnel changed. Uh, Kirk was there before the new coaching staff, so you never know. Um, for Philly, you're 2-0. Next week, you got the Bucks. You think we see another cruise control game from them, or is, do you think that's the game where they kind of ramp up and get back to where they once were last year? No, probably blow the Bucks out by like twenty five plus if the defense plays any better than they did tonight. So I think we're gonna see another game just like we saw Thursday. Fair enough. I'm mean, hey, if Baker's looking at the singles, you never know. 
That man's like the 2018 Astros. I I mean, he may, he probably didn't cheat, but I mean, he's got a good eye to catch on to the <laughs> signals. Um, I think we'll start with game picks. Jordan, uh, I remember last. You want to just read off the picks again from last episode? Yeah, the records. Uh, Adam is nine and eight. Tommy, you are eleven and six, and I am eight and nine. And going into this week, and we're all one and zero this week because we all picked Philly. Yeah. We're all we're all off to a good start, and I will say, I I consider the first week a success for most people. I mean, it's a tough week. Games can go back and forth. You don't know what to expect. Week one, we hit majority of them. Um, overall, I think we all did pretty good. All right, we'll start the game picks. Uh, first game on the slate, Falcons uh, hosting the Packers. Uh, I don't know if this is an interesting game. I don't know if this is a watch game. What do you guys, how you guys feel? Listen, uh, you know, Jordan Love didn't look that great to me, but Aaron Rodgers is my dynasty team quarterback. He's gone. So I had to trade for Desmond Ritter. So I'm all in on Atlanta. Give me Atlanta. <laughs> We're starting off hot. Desmond Ritter throws two touchdowns against this Packers defense. This is the start of a new era. He's going to get the ball to someone that's not named Tyler Algier or Bijan Robinson. Adam, what we think? It's the, it's, it's the hope that kills you. Uh, <laughs> you <laughs> I, I can't. Which, You're I mean, exactly I, right. You're exactly right. <laughs> He's just coping. He's trying to cope. I, I don't know. I, I think this game could be very, very sleepy. Um, uh, but, yeah, the Falcons have, I mean, God, with the weapons they got, you'd think they'd be able to do something. Uh, and, honestly, I think I am going to take the Falcons, too, this week. I, I got Jordan's That's what back. I'm about. <laughs> uh, I do think Green Bay is probably better and will win. I think I think they might have a positive record this year. They actually really that didn't... Uh, didn't look too bad to me the first week, but I'm going to go Falcons this week. Both teams. Yeah, I saw a lot of the Falcons uh, week one, sadly, just because, you know, it was Sunday ticket. You know, I want to throw scroll through all the games, and I'd end up on Atlanta's offensive drives for the most part. God, was it miserable. I mean, I <laughs> what was it, Drake London and Kyle Pitts, uh, three targets? It- they had three targets, man. Three targets. They listen, and they yeah. won. And they won. They didn't I know. I know. That's what's I, stupid. I, I just. I mean, Bijan getting out carried by Tyler Argyri. I mean, I know he's, well, he's see, working that's, in the that's, past game. That's what I'm saying, bro. Their best defensive player is Jair Alexander. He's not going to be an impact <laughs> yeah. because the Falcons aren't going to throw the ball, so it doesn't matter. And I was going to say, I will. The Falcons' offensive line, I thought, looked really well in the run game. It's you know, pretty good. They were pancaking people. Desmond Ritter is probably the best fullback in the game right now. I mean, what was it? 15 passing attempts the whole game. I'm going 12 was, on this next it one. It was 18. Oh, it 18? was 15 of 18 with a okay. touchdown. Okay. okay. Listen, don't disrespect okay. him that bad. <laughs> Listen, I. it's just when you got that talent and you decide, hey, let's not draft a QB when we know I have Desmond Ritter. Very bold move. But. I'm also with you guys. I'm going to take Atlanta in this one as much as it hurts my heart. This is the start. This is the start I, of an era. I don't Desmond like Ritter take over. I don't like Start Rudy. off over three. This is this is where it's like I don't <laughs> like what Atlanta is doing, but I kind of like think it's the better option right now because Packers. I I didn't think they showed much in the Bears game. I know it was kind of a blowout, but I, I said last time 
a lot of it came from big plays. It was like four big plays. Jordan Love didn't really I mean, do anything. They're, they're playing a JV team. I mean, I could yeah. have designed a better game plan for Chicago last week than what they showed. I, and I, I assure you. And I think they're going up against a little bit better of a defense in Atlanta. I thought Atlanta's defense did a really good job against Carolina. Um, you know, they caused Bryce Young to turn the ball over a couple times. They contained the run. Uh, they contained the pass really well. So give me the Atlanta Falcons. Um, the dirty birds. The dirty. Also, though, the Packers without Watson and potentially, uh, I, I think Dubs will play. But if they if they don't have Watson, I think that's going to hurt a lot too. Um, they're losing a lot of their big play potential. And they'll need it because I've seen Jordan Love under center for two games now. <laughs> and uh, and what also might not have Aaron Jones, right? He didn't play with a uh, – That's – yeah, that's even worse. With a, with a mm. hamstring. Or he he, he, he I don't know if he practiced today plays. or not. I can assure you A.J. Dillon's not having a hurt hamstring. I'll tell you that, though. I don't know if he's going to have the big plays like Aaron Jones. Um, We'll move on. Raiders, Raiders at Bills. Who wants to take this one away? Um. Well, Jimmy Garoppolo looked like Jimmy Garoppolo, which is a good and bad thing. Uh, a mature quarterback will win games, will also not carry you ever. Don't ask him to. Without Jacoby Myers, so one less weapon, they seem to not want to throw the ball to Hunter Renfro anymore. And then on the other side, which Josh Allen shows up, right? Because if... If he plays like he did Monday night, the Bills are probably the third best team in this division. And that's behind the Patriots. Like the, the Jets have just Zach Wilson, so that, you know, you know. Don't count him out yet. True. I'm gonna take the Bills because every time I look at Vegas's roster, I just wonder why they just didn't blow it up. But uh, I need Josh Allen to not play like he did Monday night. Yeah. Um. Repeating a four turnover game for Josh Allen doesn't seem very likely. And I mean, a lot of it was just like stupid plays, stupid decisions. I know two of the interceptions were just, they, they were avoidable. They were easily avoidable. He missed a lot of first down opportunities because he got, I don't, I don't know, he just, he didn't have really great decision making. Um, But with, uh, which I'm sure Devontae's going to play. I know he had a foot injury. Um, He'll probably play. With Jacoby Myers out, especially after the week he had, uh, I, I, Rimfro could actually be set up for a decent game, but I still don't think the Raiders are going to do too much. Um, the Bills also, they didn't even do that bad defensively last week, um, so I don't think they'll have a problem, especially against the uh, the Raiders right now. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think that version of Josh Allen's going to show up again. I think. I think Bill should have this easily. As yeah, long as he doesn't make mistakes like that. I'm. I'm. I'm with you guys on this one. I think it's going to be the Bills, just because. I think there's a big difference between the Jets' defense and the Raiders' defense, and I just. I just don't see Josh Allen turn over the ball four times against the Raiders' defense. <laughs> I mean, unless Max Crosby and Chandler Jones are forcing fumbles. I, well, I don't think it's Chandler happen. Jones ain't allowed in the building. Right? That's true. He tweeted out today, and Mark Davis need to tell the people why I can't play. I mean, he – I don't know what Chandler Jones is doing. Let's just hope he doesn't end up doing activities like his brother. That's, all right. It could be <laughs> set up for Josh Jacobs too, though. I think the Bills actually – which, I mean, most of their yards allowed last week were off of that one Brees Hall run. 
but that was still almost 200 yards total that they allowed. So with Josh Jacobs getting the volume that he does, he may actually uh, be uh, be set up for something big to uh, Sunday. Yeah, he should have a better game than last week, I think, also because I thought Denver's run defense looked really well. I mean, that front seven's really good for Denver. Um, I I think he'll have a lot of touches, and, you know, Jacoby Myers out, like you said. I I don't know what Devontae Adams, what his game's going to look like, because I think the Bills, you know, they do have a good secondary, but it's kind of hit or miss some games. They have a really good track record, and then they have – really bad games when they give up to some big time receivers, but I, I think it'll be interesting, but I know, you know, last time we, we did talk a lot of bad things about the bills based on the last game. I I just don't see two weeks in a row of it. So I think this is going to be going in the bills favor. Most of the game. Um, we'll go AFC North divisional matchup Ravens at Bengals. I am not convinced that Joe Burrow is fully healthy. And after what I saw last week, which it's week one, and they played awful like the first month of the season last year. Um I don't know, man. I'm it doesn't look like he's healthy. Like he played bad, but he played really bad. So I'm gonna take Baltimore on the road. Uh I think Lamar knocked the rust off a little bit. I know that they just lost J.K. Dobbins, but, I mean, we've seen it for, it feels like a decade now. I mean, without J.K. Dobbins, they still form a run game, and it's still fine. So I'm going to take Baltimore. I think Cincinnati's going to continue their slow start just a little bit longer. Um, I think, which, I do actually like the Bengals here, honestly. And I, I do think Lamar is set up for a decent game against them. Um. Consider, especially considering the Bengals allowed Deshaun Watson to have like 50 yards rushing. Uh, so I think it could easily go a lot more for Lamar. But I don't think that – I think Joe Burrow is finally going to break. Like it feels like the Ravens are kind of a, just one of the teams he always struggles more against. And which if he's not healthy, this, this is just going to be way off. But I, I think Joe Burrow is going to come back uh, – a little bit, which both quarterbacks had really bad week ones. Um, but I think Joe Burrow comes back, takes this one over the Ravens finally, uh, gets a little bit back on track. It, it didn't look good week one for our MVP predictions with uh, Lamar and Joe Burrow. I will say that. No. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping with Joe Burrow it was just because he was in the middle of the Cleveland monsoon and just couldn't get anything going. I think he's a little bit more healthy. I thought the offensive line held up really well for uh, compared to the last couple of years, though, for Joe Burrow. They only, he only got sacked twice, which is a huge improvement. I know it might not seem like a lot, but that's compared to what it's been, that's, that's huge. Uh, Cincinnati, they don't have to worry about a run game as much as I think as last time. I mean, Nick Chubb just ran right through him, and I just don't see anyone besides Lamar out of the backfield doing that to Cincinnati this week. But on the other hand, I think Baltimore, I think their defense looks solid against Houston. I know they were going up against a very young team on offense. Uh, and it might just because of against Houston. But I think it's solid enough. They're in a little bit better spot compared to last week. I, I'm going Baltimore. It goes, it goes against my MVP pick. But I think they're just a little bit 
more better right now in week two. I'm not saying down the road that Cincinnati's they're not going to turn things around. I'm not going to count them out because last year they get off the same slow start. But I just don't mm-hmm. see it week two where they're going to bounce back that quick after uh, the performance they gave week one. And then Seattle at Detroit. This this is a this is a game right here because Seattle couldn't stop nobody last week, and Detroit, although the the secondary played much better, it's still a young secondary. They're still kind of forming that defense. Um, this could be a shootout, but at the same time, Seattle's offensive line is very banged up. Uh, looks like they're going to be missing both of their starting tackles. Geno did not look great last week, and Detroit's defensive line is the bread and butter. That's the heart and soul of that defense. I'm gonna take Detroit at home. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna keep it keep it hot. They're gonna keep it hot in Detroit. The blue ski mask will be coming out. Yes, sir. I think this is gonna be the which I think these matchups. Detroit are always seems to be in the high scoring games, but I think this will be the high scoring game of the week. Uh, just because, like you said, Seattle couldn't stop anybody in. The Lions just sometimes like I they 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 looked really like defense looked really good against the Chiefs, uh, all things considered. But I think it's going to be some bombs that are just because with JSN Tyler like it, DK it's it's it could easily happen, and it might just be one of those back and forth. That's what I'm hoping for. But I'm going to take the Lions, put them at two and zero. You know, I'm I'm riding the Dan Campbell hype train. I mean, I'm I'm going Detroit. Uh, I think Seattle is going to have a bounce back week. Uh, I kind of just think they they got a little bit too ahead of themselves against the Rams. You know, Rams, I think, came in on a vengeance. You know, everyone was counting them off um, from last year, and a lot of people thought they were they were going to be about the same. Are they a way better team and are going to dominate the AFC West? No, but I think they show that they can compete. With um, at least Seattle, we'll see about the rant or uh, the 49ers this week. Talk about it a little later, but uh, I think you'll see Geno have a little bit better of a game. I think he's just got to get a little swing of things. There's a lot of playmakers on both sides, so I think it's going to be really exciting. At least uh, for once in in a Detroit home game, I'll tell you that. Um, Chargers at Titans. This one probably not as exciting. <sighs> The Titans need to see a good Ryan Tannehill performance, and if there's a team that can give you a good performance, it is the Chargers. Uh, star-studded <laughs> defense, uh, but they all that money they spend is the amount of points they give up. It's incredible. I, I don't get it. The secondary, other than Derwin James, all of those corners are making money. None of them can stop anybody. They, I, I mean, Miami cooked them. I know it's Tyree Kill, but they got destroyed. Uh, Titans don't have a Tyree Kill, and it's looking like D-Hop might miss this game, so I'm going to take the Chargers on the road, but I'll be damned if Ryan Tannehill comes out here and plays like he did last week, and we don't hear calls from Malik Willis or Will Levis to start getting some time. You can take. You can go ahead and take this one, Tommy, All if right. you want. I uh, I was kind of flip flopping back and forth. Um, I I mean I don't know if Derrick Henry's going to run right through the defense in this game if because uh, the Chargers secondary is also terrible. 
But I, Austin Eckler might not play as well for the Chargers, which I think is, is something that might be detrimental to him. But I, I, I don't see Chargers losing 0-2. I think they're, they're going to bounce back, especially when you go against Ryan Tannehill. I mean, Tannehill looked awful last week against New Orleans. I mean, it might have been one of the worst games he's ever played in. I mean, he just didn't get anything going. And now you got DeAndre Hopkins out. That's huge. So now, really, if you are the Chargers, you only have to worry about Derrick Henry. So I don't think there's a lot of playmakers in the wide receiver room for Tennessee. I know Traylon Burks, is you know, he's young. There's a lot of upside to him. But I just don't think this is a game for him to break out. Uh, if they stop Derrick Henry, they win. And I believe in this offense against the Tennessee defense. I'll go Chargers. Yeah, um, another one. One of my the dis- main decisions I had, the the main things I looked at when making the decision for this game was just the Titans missing, uh, Amani Hooker and Fulton. Uh, just some of their regular rotation DBs. Um, and for Eckler being out, that means that the Chargers definitely going to focus a little more in the pass. Even though Joshua Kelly did have a a good game, uh, whenever he played, like on on the snaps he got, but. Just I don't I don't know don't really rate the Titans especially with uh, the weapons and the people they have out so I'm taking the Chargers. Yeah, before we do move off the game, um, I believe Hopkins and Eckler aren't labeled out just yet. But I know Hopkins uh, he missed practice. He hasn't he, Friday. Yeah, he hasn't he hasn't practiced he's, all week. But he's one of those guys that doesn't yeah. like to practice anyway. So if he shows up on Sunday and the, the ankle's feeling okay, he'll he'll yeah. give it a go. And then uh, reports haven't been out yet for Eckler, I believe, today, but he also missed Thursday's practice with the ankle. And then I believe he missed Wednesday's practice for a personal reason, too, they said. Um, so don't just count him out yet. And then next game, Bears at Buccaneers. This might be the American Lose game of the week. Yes, this will be my America's Lose game of the week, but not in the typical sense. Because usually you pick the America Lose Game of the Week for a team that's going to get absolutely blown out or two teams that just can't score. That doesn't happen to be the issue with either of these teams. They are just so painstakingly mediocre on both sides of the football that the points that are scored in this game will be on plays that shouldn't score. You know, we'll we'll miss six tackles or something crazy will happen. Um. I don't – I'm going to take Tampa because I don't believe in Chicago. I saw their game plan last week. Luke Getze doesn't look like he should be calling plays at the NFL level. Justin Fields still has the same issues he had last year. It doesn't look like he's worked on his drop back or his pocket presence at all, really. I still rate him highly as a talent. I think he can get there and go to the next level as a quarterback, but I just don't see it right now. And I just think Tampa is, I think they know they can compete in that division. And I think they're going to want it a little bit more than Chicago. And it's a, you know, it's a veteran team. And I I think they're kind of playing with that chip on the shoulder because everyone's kind of counting them out. Not that I think they're that good, but they're good enough to beat Chicago. Yeah. Um, I, like you said, just mediocre across the board, uh, Field said he he was too conservative, but even if he wasn't, there. Well, I don't I don't know if there was a lot they could do. It's not like the 
I don't know. I don't think any of the chances taken would have been that great. Um, no. The Buccaneers, I, I'm, I'm taking them for this game, just out coming off of a, I don't know if I'd say good win. It, it's a good win, but uh, maybe the game wasn't. But a win over the uh, Vikings, which should be a lot more formidable than the Bears. Um, but I don't also rate this team to just come out and play decent every week uh baker is very capable of playing bad uh extremely yeah um and which the defense played well against the vikings and going up against a much worse team here i I think the buccaneers should win this yeah and you get you get vita vea and you get college a can't see that those two interior defensive linemen for tampa against an offensive line as bad as chicago's is a recipe for disaster it's all over film in the first week their interior their offensive line was lost i mean they were lost and you can't be lost against vita vea that is the one guy you can't be lost <laughs> against. you know i i watched that last tampa game and you know that was a typical baker mayfield win uh, he didn't look. He didn't look good. I mean, he he looked terrible. But I thought it was decent. It was a deep performance. But that man, I, I, he's got the confidence. He running a five yard read option, which is I don't think I've ever seen a read option called for Baker Mayfield in the NFL. And he stiff armed someone on Minnesota. I mean, he's rocking an all time high right now. Um, but it's just I think this is gonna be a sloppy game. You brought up the Bears' offensive line and how bad they looked, especially interior. I think it's going to be a very similar game for Chicago. They didn't enter or they didn't introduce DJ Moore into the offense that well last week. I don't know no. if this this is the week they get him going. The Tampa secondary is kind of taking a toll compared to the last couple of years. But I mean, you got to call some better plays. I mean. <laughs> You said it best uh, when he texted me, Jordan. It just it just looked awful. He didn't. It was so confusing. You didn't know what was going on. They were running the same routes right next to each other. Yeah, I mean, we're running double post in, in the red zone. That's not a real concept. You don't run two guys on the same side of the field to the same area of the field. Where is the clear out? Where Where is the open space if we have two people at the same point? It's it's just amazing because there's a lot of hype going into this team. It, it looks the exact same. It really does. I didn't think Justin Fields looked any better from last year. Uh, they let him throw it a little bit more, but I, I I don't know if this is the game where he takes the next step just because I think Tampa's kind of right now, they're riding the high, but I think the defense can get to him in this one. But uh, even though this that might be America's – uh, lose game of the week. The next one I think should be pretty good. We got Chiefs at Jacksonville. Good lord, this twelve o'clock slate is stacked. Um, the Prince who was promised, Dougie P and and, and Ronnie Bass and Sunshine going up against the juggernaut Kansas City Chiefs with Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey back. It's in Jacksonville. I think we're gonna see the Chiefs are gonna be a little salty after that Thursday night game. Being some narrative spun in the media. I think this is going to be a typical Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey performance, and I'm going to take the Chiefs to win. I'm just hoping Jacksonville can can provide us with some entertainment because that boy T-Law, him and Calvin Ridley are looking deadly. They're looking dangerous. 
Yeah, he his connection with all of his receivers looked very good. Um, I think Zay Jones uh, ran the most routes of anyone on the field for them. Um, Ridley just had a lot of the the really nice catches. I mean, the really nice connections with uh with Trevor Lawrence and then Kirk. Like their their receiving core is probably it's it's probably one of the best right now in in football easily. And plus with Trevor Lawrence being who he is now, like coming into this, 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 this form that we hoped he would be. Yeah. Um, I, I think this team is very impressive. The running back core. Good. Um, but I don't see the chiefs starting. Oh, two. like you said with the, with Kelsey and then Chris Jones coming back, Mahomes is just going to have one of those games where he just like, it's like, how do you beat him? Basically? Like you can, I like I don't know. They're just not going to stop scoring if they have to respond. They're not going to mess up. Like they 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 just make so little mistakes whenever they get in those kind of games. Um. So, as much as I do want to put the Jaguars two and zero, I'm going to take the Chiefs here. Yeah, I'm I'm with you guys. I don't think the Chiefs drop the zero and two. I I just don't think they'll allow it. You know, they're too good of a team to start out zero and two on the year. Um. I also I love Jacksonville's offense. I thought they looked really well last week. Every all the whole wide receiver core looked good. Evan Ingram also looked solid. Uh, Etn looked good out of the backfield. The only problem with Jacksonville is I think the secondary is a little shaky. Yeah, I think um, this could be a bad matchup for him with uh, Kels back, which I think is huge because he kind of dominated him in the playoff game. I think he can dominate him again, yeah. even though he's injured. Other than that. I don't know if Kadarius Tony's going to have a bounce back game, but for Kansas City, they need to find out who's going to be that lead receiver that they can go to, because all of them well, are. I mean, they have him. He's on the bench. His name is Justin Ross. I mean, and... he's the only one that has any pedigree. Because Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony are slot receivers. They're gadget guys, and neither of them look like they knew how to play football on Thursday. Do you think he gets more reps this week? I hope so. I mean, after a performance like last Thursday, you got to put all your options on the table. I mean, you can't have yeah. a set rotation when everybody plays that bad. No one's job is safe. <laughs> I, I, I don't think uh, – I will say it was funny how Tony was trolling Giants fans after, but he's he's got to play better. Three drops. I mean, they they weren't like great passes, some of them, but they were all catchable balls. So he, oh, he's, yeah. he's got to do better. But um, we'll go on to the last 1 o'clock game. Colts at Texans. Two rookie QBs dueling. He didn't get his win last week. T-Law came into town. The sheriff brought the law down. But this week, Anthony Richardson gets himself on the board. One and one, Indianapolis going into Houston. You know they own NRG Stadium. They'll probably have T.Y. Hilton in attendance, you know, bring back some good memories. Uh. <laughs> I heard Andrew Luck's coaching now, you know, get him out there. He's Palo Alto, you know, he's out there coaching the, the high school kids. He could come to Indianapolis, be a quarterback coach. Give me Anthony Richardson. I'm all in on the hype. He looked really good last week, way better than I expected him to look. Uh, Houston might be trotting out their entire second offensive line unit because now Lormy Tunzel's popped up on the injury list. The defense, uh, defensive front for Indianapolis looked pretty good last week. They look healthy, which is something we – haven't been able to say in the recent years. Give me Indianapolis in a defining win in Anthony Richardson's young career. One thing that really excites me with this game is I think Richardson will have the chance to actually like 
we might get to see some flashes from like the long ball potentially a little more. Um, so and I'm sure most of y'all saw the chart on how he uh, on where he likes to throw right to left. How there was like ninety <laughs> percent of his targets uh, or attempts were to the right. So that could be a cause for concern if they actually are able to if Houston's able to create a good game plan for that. But I think he's going to be able to adapt even if uh, like throwing to your left shouldn't hinder him that much, especially against this Houston defense. Um, well, Mitch Trubisky was in the league for four years and couldn't yeah. figure it out. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll he, he went to yeah, a Pro Richardson Bowl, has Richardson has legs at least. So there's there's some other factors. Um, but no, I think uh, I think. I think Anthony Richardson does get his win. I think Stroud looked decent and will have another decent game, but I think the Colts take this. Yeah, I I thought both Richardson and Stroud looked really well last week, uh, especially for rookies. Um, I'm going with Indy. I liked what I saw from Anthony Richardson a lot. I thought the defense played really well, too, against Jacksonville. They just let up a couple big plays in the fourth quarter. They competed. They forced a couple turnovers. Uh, and it kind of looked like that Colts defense we saw a couple years ago. You know, last year they kind of took a step back. They weren't really excelling on any level of football, not on offense or defense. No. But uh, there, there's excitement there now because I think they've, they finally found their guy. They don't have that transition QB anymore. They're building around him. And I think, you know, he's getting people involved. The offense is looking good. I just hope he doesn't have another injury scare this week. I was really concerned when he went down on um, that last drive. As for Houston, I thought they played a solid game. I know the box score was, what was it, 22-9. to nine. It didn't look that great. But uh, they also, they forced a couple turnovers against Lamar. Uh, I think D'Amico Ryans, you know, they'll coach him up. It'll be competitive. I expect a similar game out of C.J. Stroud. We'll move over to the 4 o'clock games. Uh, Jordan, I'll let you go first. 49ers, Rams. It's that time, folks. Yeah. It's that, it's, it's I know that time. This is a it's matchup you love. So. It's, 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 we 8-0 and oh in the last eight versus the Rams. They beat us once since Sean McVay took over. 1-9 and nine in his career versus us. Now they're going to say, we beat championship game they're lucky Jaquesky Tart couldn't catch okay we would have been in the Super Bowl and we probably would have lost but guess what we would have <laughs> been back this is the first game they're seeing Brock Purdy BCB you know what the acronym stands for I'm not gonna say it it's a family-friendly show but you know what it stands for BCB under center for the San Francisco 49ers the first time versus Sean McVay we run the Sean McVay system to perfection so we know what they want to do and they're going to be doing it without Cooper Cup. I love Puka Nakua. Fantastic kid. I was all in on him coming out of the draft. I'm so glad I got it right. He had a great game week one. I'm sorry, young man. You're getting strapped. Javarius <laughs> Ward is locked down, okay? And the, the full unit of the San Francisco 49ers shows up. We're going to Levi South. It's our second home, SoFi. Projected to be 70% 49ers fan already. What do I have to say? You know who I'm rocking with. Oh uh, man, um, one of that was one of my favorite games to watch last year. Actually, the 49ers Rams because uh, you get to see like I was we got to see, we we were getting to see McCaffrey in a new team, um, and he uh, that was the game 
ESPN. I read this on ESPN, and I remember it. That was the game that um he passed for the touchdown, ran for it, and uh, caught one. Um, yep. I think we see a repeat this week. I think they're going to toy with him. Uh, like you said, eight no in the last one. They 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 can just mess with. It. It's disrespectful at this point anyway. So, uh, take the Forty ers probably easily. Uh, they looked great last week, but a lot of teams are going to look great against the Steelers. So, um, Forty ers You know this Kyle Shanahan. I think does have ownership in uh, the L.A. Rams after was six year coaching. I mean, yeah. every year, you know he. He does his thing against them. Yeah, Rams look good week one, but San Fran looked like the best team in football. I mean, they excelled in all levels. I know it was against Pittsburgh, but like you said, they own the Rams. Uh, McVay, he can coach up a good game plan unless it's against the 49ers. I think the pass. They just know what they're going to do, man. Yeah. Kyle Shannon's in his head. I, they're not going to be able to stop all the weapons that San Fran has. I mean,. Who is? You yeah, know? it's not his fault. Yeah, okay. You know? okay. just, it is settle, what it is. Settle down, all right there. All right, all right. Settle down. <laughs> you got too much dip on your chip now. Come on. All right, um, all right. I'll calm down. I'll calm down. Uh, I will also go 49ers. Um, I, it's going to be a repeat of what we've seen the last couple of years, and they'll have the boom box too. I, I love the boom box coming in. Levi South. It's home away from home, and it's. It's the same sorry ass lambs. That's what they are. It's sorry ass lambs week. We'll uh, we'll go to the next four oh five game, the Giants at the Cardinals. Lord, if you hear me, bless Daniel Jones with time to pass. <laughs> it, he listen. It was reminiscent of Sam Darnold seeing ghosts. That man dropped back, and Micah Parsons was in his lap instantly. I don't blame him for playing bad. I blame Brian Dayball for keeping him in the game when they were down 40 nothing at halftime. Listen, there's no coming back. He's not that type of quarterback. He, he keeps the car on the road, and sometimes he gets a little risky, and he can take the car for a touchdown. You know, he got the legs. But the, Arizona's horrible, but their defense played better than I expected, so that's why I'm worried. Zayvon Collins looks like a superstar, and Daniel Jones don't play good against defensive superstars. I'm going to take the Giants, but Lord have mercy if they lose this game. I'm going to be so sad. Um, Yeah, the, what was it? He was he was under pressure 70% uh, or more on his uh, dropbacks week one. Um, So if this offensive line doesn't fix anything, they may just like – they. Uh, they're like nearly last in the league in their pass blocking, I think. Um, which maybe should like they 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 do have success in the run game. Uh, and the Cardinals do not have success in defending against the run game. They so do not. Um, so maybe the the Giants will be able to lean into that a lot more uh, this time and just kind of kind of game manage this one away. I think this could be a contender for another sleepy one uh, this week. Um. <laughs> Josh Dobbs, what, had three turnovers last week? He could probably do the same this week. Uh, so I'm going to take Giants here. If there was ever a game to bounce back for the Giants, it's this one. If if they lose this one, I'm, the whole fan base might be in trouble. They, um, 
they might be reverting back to what they've saw for the past six years. I, I, I'm 50, 50 on this game. And then I keep seeing, you know, the clip of, uh, Rich Gannon just going pew, 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 pew. And like, I just don't think he'll ever win a, a football game after seeing that clip. I just, I just, I can't support a guy who's doing that when he meets one of his players. I just, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm, I know Jordan, you said, you know, Minnesota, they were calling you for a uh, tackle. Giants might be calling you for center at guard or tackle. Any uh, position on the offensive line. They, no, they listen. That I speak for all of us when I say it can't get worse than last week. I mean, it, if it, it does, right? Yeah. It I I will say I think they're going to get Saquon Barkley more involved. I don't know what happened because the first drive he was going five yards a pop, looking good. And well, then, listen, man, they were down fourteen nothing by the time they got the ball back. Their special I know, teams but didn't show it, it, up. Might, it might have been a better option than having Daniel Jones drop back. Fair enough. Um, I'll go Giants, but I wouldn't be surprised either way how this game turns out. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Zayvon Collins has you know yeah. three sacks, two interceptions, two two fumble recoveries, two touchdowns. <laughs> I mean, if he puts on his best Michael Parsons impersonation, I wouldn't be shocked. We'll go uh, next game. We'll go Washington at Denver. Man. Uh, you missed one. Uh, oh, I did? Another New York game. It's uh, Jets at Dallas. Um, this game was exciting when I first saw it on the schedule. That was before Aaron Rodgers got injured. Now, I'm going to have to watch Zach Wilson, who is a much worse quarterback than even Daniel Jones, play against this Dallas defensive line. Dallas is going to win this game, right? Like, we're all going to pick Dallas. It's just, how many offensive points are they going to have to score? Yeah, I mean, Micah Parsons is going to terrorize that man. Because the Jets' offensive line didn't look good. That's why Aaron Rodgers got hurt, because they couldn't block. The good thing about the Jets is their defense is almost as ferocious as Dallas's. And Dak Prescott is just very minimally above being a game manager at this point in his career. So maybe it's a battle of which quarterback can throw less interceptions and fumble the ball less. Still taking Dak, but maybe the Jets defense can keep him in this game. Yeah, um, I I just, I don't, I... It might stay close for a little bit, or it might like get better down the road at some point. But I think this could either start off really bad or just just start going really bad. I think Zach Wilson could throw a few picks because he's not probably going to have that much time at all, um, and just going to get sloppy with it. And I think Cowboys take this easily. Yeah, I'm. If Aaron Rodgers in this game, I've. I'd have the Jets because, you know, he's the kryptonite for Dallas. He always finds a way to beat them. But um, it's Zach Wilson. They're they're going to give him a shot. I mean, he might get obliterated this week against the Dallas pass rush. But they're, they're not fully out of it. I'm still going to go Dallas, but I can definitely see the Jets' defense carrying him to another win because, you know, we didn't really see anything out of Dallas's offense. They didn't have to do much. So there is some concern there. Is the offense going to – be better than it was last year, the same or worse. But Dallas defense, they're going to carry him to another win. Give me Dallas. We'll move on now to Washington at Denver. 
<laughs> Why? Uh, I thought the Washington was going to play a lot better against Arizona, and they didn't. Um, still a big believer in Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson. That's about it. Uh, don't like their running backs, and I think Sam Howell is just Baker Mayfield with better PR. Uh, gonna take Denver, but I I don't want to. I you know I think Denver finds ways to lose games just like they did last week against Vegas. But Russell Wilson, on a positive note, didn't look horrible. He looked serviceable. I think if he can build off of that, you know, we can he can find his way back to winning some games for Denver. So I think it starts this week. I think the defense will win him this game. But I don't feel good about it. <laughs> uh, I think Jerry Judy coming back will have a big impact in, in at least some of their opportunities even. Um, I think Denver, it's just, they're just, I, I don't see them ever getting over the point of like, this this team with Russell Wilson getting over the point of just being average, like they think they can, I guess. Um, but I actually back the the uh, the Commanders here. I'm taking Washington over Denver. I think it'll be a pretty even game, pretty low scoring, uh, maybe just somewhere in the twenties. But for both teams, but I, I, I'm taking the Commanders winning a one score game. I've. I, I think I'm going Denver this one. I thought they had a, a solid game last week, even though they lost. I thought they did a lot of good things. I think you're going to see Javante get involved a little bit more. Uh, he looked good week one coming off the ACL injury. I think he knocked some of the rust off. Jerry Judy coming back is huge. Although Washington's defense, it's nothing to play around with. You know, Washington's defense, I thought, looked good. They still have some playmakers. That front seven could give you some trouble. And I could definitely see Denver just blowing another game. But with them at home, I'm, I'm going to take Denver. And then... Yeah, um, one thing to note, I think the uh, I think the Broncos had the worst pass rush win rate, uh, or almost the worst last week. So there may be a chance we actually do get to see some Terry, Jahan Dotson, airing it out, or just big games for him at least. Oh, Lord, we need that. It's about need... time. That's the only, that's so only way. Only it's way about, we save in this game. It's about two years late from uh for them, but uh, better late than never. Then we'll move on to Sunday night. Um, Dolphins at Patriots. You guys want me to start this one or? Yeah, go ahead, man. Give us your your, your monologue. Yeah, I you know, I I really I really don't want to have the Patriots fall 0-2, but I think it's it's just going to happen. Uh, Tua is undefeated against New England. Never lost as a starter. It's just, it's kind of shocking because, you know, not a lot of people do that against Bill Belichick. You know, he usually has found a game plan on how to beat someone. He hasn't found the game plan yet. Do I think he's going to connect for 400-something yards again? No. I think Patriots defense is a lot better. I don't think you're going to see Tyreek Hill in the 200 yards. Um, it's been since 2018 since he's had over 100 yards against New England. Um, but on New England's side, I think the defense looked good. The offense, I'm I'm a little worried this week because 
almost every offensive lineman, at least first string, is was on IR or and maybe questionable. So I don't know how the def- or offensive line is going to hold up. But given the fact that Tua you know, always finds a way to win against New England, give me give me the Dolphins. I'm following in the same way here. I'm going to take the Dolphins. I something that was incredible. I didn't realize it was that bad. Um, the Dolphins gave up 234 rushing yards last week, which was ridiculous to me. But uh, go ahead. Thank you for keying in on that, Adam. If you are you done? Uh, there's not much more to say. I was just going to say that the Patriots running game looked really bad the first week. So it's, I don't know how, what to think of that matchup. Uh, no, you know, I, I know what to think of it. Uh, I think that Bill O'Brien schemed up a pretty decent game plan for Mike Jones. Um, don't rate Bill O'Brien that high. It's kind of in comparison to the fact that the previous offensive coordinator was defensive coordinator. That's why I think he's so good. Um, But Mac looked pretty good. The team looked promising. I think Miami's running hot. Um, I'm not going to say that Miami's not going to put up points because they absolutely are. I mean, no one's stopping Tyreek Hill on this team. Uh, No one's stopping Jalen Waddle on this team. But Vic Fangio's defense, I think they're still working out some of the kinks. Um, It's in Gillette. It's a hard stadium. It's hard to go into Foxborough and win. It's Sunday night football. Tom Brady was just still in the building last week. They showed some grit. They fought back against Philly, who I think has a better roster than Miami, top to bottom. If you two, especially Tommy, if you won't show faith in Bill Belichick, and we have a lot of similar picks this week. So for the sake of argument, for the sake of devil's advocate, I'm going to pick... New England to win this game. I think Mac Jones beats Miami. We give Tua a loss. I think they're still going to put up great numbers, but I think this is a sleeper for an actually pretty decent game. I was sitting here and I was like, they're both going to go Dolphins. I'm going to throw in the wild card at the end and go Patriots too. Uh, so now, now I'm conflicted. Um, well, something that's blown me away. I don't. I, I haven't followed Mac Jones' career that close, but I, he had 54 pass attempts last week, and I don't. Has he ever hit that? I, I want him to every week. I was <laughs> sick of last last year. I really <laughs> am. Um, um, <laughs> like I thought that was ridiculous, and that might be exactly what this game needs. This might be a super surprising one for a a very high scoring one. Um, now that Jordan's gone, Patriots though, I'm gonna stick with my original pick. That was gonna be Dolphins. Take oh, Dolphins. Okay, yeah. I see, I see how it you, is. Yeah. You know what? It, it's kind of like it's a win-win for me now because say New England does lose, I have to pick over Jordan now. But if they, if Miami loses, it's it's all right. New England wins. Also, I will yeah. say they're they're wearing the throwback jerseys. That's why I brought it out this week. Oh, they're wearing the oh Reds. Oh my goodness! This is but, even this is even better than. We just need the run game to get started. They're, they are owing two since wearing the throwbacks. Curses are meant to be broken. Losing streaks turn into winning streaks. Tua can't stay winning against Bill Belichick. It's uh, not possible. It's, I, not, it's not possible. I don't know what it is because I, I don't know if he's a little shifty for his size. I don't know what it is it where <laughs> Bill just can't figure him out. Maybe it was because Brian Flores was coaching. Now Mike my, Tanner's my, <laughs> coaching. I don't know what it is because last year the game they did beat the Dolphins in, I think it was, um, I think Teddy started. Teddy Roosevelt started. So I, 
I'm hoping, That's man. That's yeah. like a free square. On and I, I, think, I think he got hurt in that game, too. So No, so yeah. Skylar Thompson is you guys really yeah. y'all. Congratulations. Hey, he came in the fourth quarter, so it was majority Teddy Teddy Roosevelt. All right. Um, I, so, I think it'll be oh, exciting, though. I, I just want to uh, – this is something I looked up a while back. Um, the uh, the Patriots, pre-Tua, they had never lost to a lefty quarterback in the Bill Belichick era. Yeah. He is, he is the kryptonite. Yeah. Them and NFC East teams in the Super Bowl. They just can't get by. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. Uh, but I, I'm glad you guys think it will be an exciting game because I do think it will be a close, exciting game as well. But this week, I don't know why they're doing it week two, com- not week one this year. We got two Monday night football games. Um, first one's at 7-15. Next one's at 8-15. Two divisional matchups. First one, we got the New Orleans Saints heading to Carolina. I wanted to take Carolina um, when I was looking at their schedule last week. I wanted to take them in this game because I thought Bryce Young would play a lot better. But you lost to Atlanta, my boy. Um, the Saints' defense is much better than Atlanta's defense, so I'm going to rock with the Saints because of that. Um, I would love to see some strides made for Bryce Young, though. You get better every week as a rookie quarterback. You're doing your job. Yeah, um, but Carolina's out without – they're without J.C. Horn. Uh, Derek Carr is, he's not a bad quarterback. And in this team, I think he actually like, Hey, Hey, not bad. Okay. Um, gets the job done. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, listen, there's, there, there is a, there there is a, there's a big gap between like bad and even average. Okay. There's just like, he's in a liminal space. I'm just laughing at the fact because Jordan sent me a text during that game and it was like, God, Derek Carr's terrible. He's awful at quarterback. (laughs) So it's. <laughs> I don't think no, I'm, I don't emotion, think I'm an emotional guy, you know. <laughs> I don't think he's garbage. Okay. Um. Anyway, I think the Panthers still got a lot to work out. Um. But it's, like Bryce, I don't know if it is the height. Uh. But he he was really inaccurate on his his um long passes, medium passes, like uh. And yeah, I just think the Saints easily win this one defensively. So this is Saints for me. I'm listen, also listen, going. I to, just okay. read. I read the text back. All right, listen. What, what it, was, it was it exactly? In, it was in. Okay, he did the moment. J- Jawan Johnson is being sold, and then I said <laughs> Derek Carr is booty, but I didn't use booty. Okay, listen. When it comes to Jawan Johnson, I'm a very passionate man. Okay, so I'm sorry. I apologize to Derek. No, Carr. I. But you know. I just, you know, that that text gave me a laugh. It really did. Because that game wasn't enjoying at all last week. I mean, <laughs> it, it was like eight field goals. But I will say New Orleans, um, I I thought Derek Carr played okay. You know, he connected with Olave right from the start in the whole game. I think he's going to have a tremendous year um, with Derek Carr there because he kind of hyper-targets the wide receiver one. New Orleans defense looked good. I think they're going to give Carolina some fits. Um, I agree that they're also going to work out the kinks. Give me Nola. I don't care that Kamara's on suspension. Jamal Williams is holding it down, too. And then final game of the week, Adam, I'll have you start. Browns at Pittsburgh. I don't want to. <laughs> uh, 
Well, you know, we obviously coming off the 49ers game, Steelers looked like they might not win a game this year. <laughs> um, and that doesn't mean anything. Cleveland has not won a regular season game in Pittsburgh in 20 years. Okay. I I have full f- <clears throat> sorry, I almost threw up in my mouth. Um, I have full faith in this team. Uh, we are going to <laughs> we're gonna win. I can't talk about it. Uh, I'm lying to very, myself. I'm gonna take it. Very Steelers. convincing. Very yeah. Uh huh. Very convincing. Um, if if the Steelers know one thing, it's how to keep a streak going. That's my comment's really good at doing that. <laughs> True. Um, I you know that. You shook me to my core with that that unwavering confidence in, in your team. Um, and I got to say, it really reinforced the idea that I'm taking Cleveland in this game. Um, listen, I, listen, listen, stop. stop. It's not a laughing matter. I don't hate Pittsburgh, okay? I think Kenny Pickett's, you know, he's cool, trendy. You know, he's, you know... Quirky, even you know he's he's quirked up white boy. Not he's not uh, very good at playing quarterback, but you know he'll sell some shirts. You know it's the whole picket to pickings thing. Oh, it's cute, it's fun. Yeah, it doesn't uh, happen very often. Uh, now Deontay Johnson's out. Um, you, you know Eddie Lacy. I mean Najee Harris. Uh, my bad. Uh, you know he's he's playing running back. You know he's he's pretty good at you know hurdling people not running the football uh or doing anything else you know Jalen Warren's already taken snaps away from him and he looks like he should be on a CFL field so you know uh offensive line supposed to be fixed doesn't look fixed uh Nick Bosa was playing a half speed and Drake Jackson was in kick Kenny Pickett's lap ball and what was what was Darnell Washington doing uh, he, was, he was pancaking him. He putting him, true, putting him down. True. That's good. True, I, <laughs> good thing he's got one thing going for us. You know, Darnell Washington's your best offensive lineman. That says it's through volumes. Being completely realistic, I think Najee will have a decent game this week. That is my only yep. Listen, man, prediction. If you get 28 so. carries, I, if you get 28 carries, I hope you get at least 90 yards. I mean, it's just it's like him averaging three yards a carry is not impressive. So with all that said. Let's talk about some real stuff, some things that are <laughs> tangible. The Cleveland defensive line looks much improved. Um, Deshaun Watson, although did not look great, outplayed Joe Burrow in very rainy conditions, uh, looked serviceable. He's got his legs back under him. I mean, he, he was running around doing some things that you know, we're used to seeing, except back when he played in Houston and was getting massages, uh, you know, he, those, those little five, 10 yard scrambles were turning into touchdown throws and not just five to 10 yard scrambles. He's sore, man. Gonna all right? take... He's just sore right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm... Yep. I'm taking Cleveland. Uh, Pittsburgh, just a lot to, a lot to be Plus, desired. From Kenny Pickett. Losing to the injured, I, to the IR. Even if he was on the field, I don't. <laughs> he's not making that much of a difference. Um, TJ Watt, you know, he's there. He'll make some plays. He'll probably force a fumble. He might even pick a ball off, take it back to the house. He'll be responsible for 14 of the, the Steelers, like 17 points they get in this game. If Kenny Pickett can even manage that. But... I feel, you, I feel like you talked too long about this game, all right? I feel personally attacked here. <laughs> I'm sorry. Give me Cleveland. I apologize. <laughs> well, um, I 
I'm also going Cleveland. Uh, they got themselves their own. They got themselves their own big Ben now. All right, they got their own Ben Roethlisberger under center. Um, also, I, I, I'm not a big believer in Kenny Pickett. I'm really not. I know um, it was against San Fran, but he, you know he's without Deontay Johnson now. If George Pickens creates some separation in this game, I'll be happy. That's all I'm looking that. for. I mean, yeah. It's not possible. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know why we even waste time putting a safety or a DB on him. You could put a defensive end on him. It's He's not getting separated. Hey, he makes cool it's catches, though. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's great for a t- T-shirt slogan. You know? yeah. Pick it to Pickens, sell shirts. Doesn't win games. Um, I also think Nick Chubb will have a really good game, too. And I... It'll be a close game, I think. You know, these two teams always play each other tough. But give me Cleveland in the end. I'm sorry, Adam. I'm it's okay. Yeah. I trust me. I'm only just AFC. Doing it. I gotta support us once, yeah. okay? We okay. we win against the Browns. It's okay. just AFC North as well, you know, it's always a close divisional game and I'm sure that someone's gonna get hit in the head with a helmet. So, <laughs> you know, it it's always is, exciting is Mason Rudolph watching still these two on teams the team? play. Uh it might just be Mitch Trubisky this time. I was going to say, you better hope that Miles Garrett doesn't get a sack because there might, there might be some consequences. I don't want to see him. Well, I don't know. Is he? Listen, he seems to be practicing for a career outside of football. You know, <laughs> yeah, and I very, was crossover. Yeah. It was looking kind of clean. It it was. I <laughs> I I was kind of shocked when I saw that highlight. I was like, "Oh wow, we're trying something new on the D line now." Okay. <laughs> um. But, yeah, I think the pass rush is going to look great there in Cleveland. Um, and they brought in Zedarius Smith, who I thought was a good signing. Well, I'm sorry. It's just I, I just don't believe in the, the Pickett-Pickens connection. But anything else you want to add um, for all the games in general before we sign off? Lord, please let the AFC quarterbacks figure out how to play football again. That's <laughs> all I ask. How about you, Adam? I, I also need that, uh, just at least for fantasy purposes. Um, I think I have – there's only like two leagues where I don't have one of those. So, But, no, I, I, I think we'll have a – I think we'll have an exciting week. There, I, there's a lot of matchups I like this week. Yeah, a lot of fun matchups. And if these AFC quarterbacks aren't living up to the contract, just revoke it now. See if you can restructure it somehow. Um, I mean – I we need something better than what they put up last week. I'm I'm with you guys. Sure. But that is going to do it for us today. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Armchair GMs. We'll see you guys probably next Tuesday or Wednesday for our NFL Week Two review. See you. Adios.